You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, Legal Talk Network listeners. We recently had the opportunity to cover ABA Tech Show in Chicago, Illinois, which featured many wonderful speakers and events. What you're about to hear are interviews that cover recommended apps for iOS, Android, and Windows devices. We want to thank Jeff Richardson, Rick Georges, and Ben Shore for sharing some of the recommendations from their presentations. We hope you find this information helpful in your law practice. We now cut to my interview with Jeff Richardson, the iPhone JD, about his presentation titled 60 iOS Apps in 60 Minutes. I practice in New Orleans. Uh, I'm in the New Orleans office of Adams and Reese. I do mostly uh, complex and class action cases on the defense side. I also do quite a bit of appellate litigation as well, products liability, a lot of those types of cases. I am also a license in the state of Florida, so I have some cases there as well, but most of my practice is in Louisiana. But I'm also, uh, a lot of people know that I published a website called iPhoneJD.com, where I talk about uh, different apps and accessories and tips for attorneys who use iPhones or iPads in their practice of law and start Starting in a few days, perhaps I'll also be talking about how one might use an Apple Watch in the practice of law. We'll see how that comes out. <laughs> Fantastic. And also, uh, you are a returning guest to Legal Talk Network. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you've been on a few times before. So you are presenting at, or you did present just now because you're just coming out of it, 60 iOS apps in 60 minutes with your co-presenters. And I hope I got this name right. Is it Joe Baguette? Yes. Okay. Tom Mile. Tom Mile and Adriana Linares. It was a fantastic session. We had a, um, an overpacked audience. I mean, the, there was room was literally standing room only. There is so much interest uh, with uh, from attorneys on using iPhones and iPads, which is funny because I've been coming to Tech Show for a number of years now, and I remember back in the days when everybody was still using their BlackBerry, and every once in a while you'd see a person using an iPhone or two, and now, I mean, our room was just packed beyond capacity. There was so much enthusiasm and interest. It was fantastic. All right, well, let's get into some of the fun apps. So what were some of the fun apps that you were presenting today? Oh, well, people were talking about silly things you could do with like emoji apps. Um, not that you're going to necessarily want to send the emoji to your client. Uh, folks recommended some great apps for working with pictures and photographs. You know, one fun app that I talked about, nothing to do with the practice of law, but for anyone out there that has young kids, there's a great app called um, iStop Motion that you can, uh, you know, stop motion video where you take a picture and then your son moves the Lego character over one and you take another picture and another one and you stitch it together into fun movies. Um, so we had a couple of those fun apps. But most of the apps that we talked about today were more geared towards um, productivity and things that you can use in the practice of law. Well, give us some good examples. Oh, there's so many. I mean, for example, I am a huge proponent of an app called Transcript Pad, which you can use when the court reporter sends you the ASCII file of a transcript uh, from a deposition. You can load it into the app. And so you read your app on your iPad, which is a nice way to read a deposition anyway. And instead of just going through and highlighting in yellow, as you highlight something as being important, you indicate with an issue code that you create what it's important for. So this might be important for my comparative fault defense, or this might be important for damages, what have you. And then by the time you're finished reading the deposition, you've read it, but then you've also coded it. And so six months from now, I can say, what were the things that were important from that deposition? Or better yet, what were all the things that were important from all the depositions that I took in the case? And so when I'm drafting my motion for summary judgment, I can just say, show me all the testimony that was on the issue of, you know, the contract, and I can pull all that stuff. It's right in front of me. It's good to go. Or sometimes I'll be in a deposition, and I remember that, you know, three months ago I deposed the husband or the brother or someone else, and all my depositions are right there at my fingertips. I can pull them up. So that's just one example. Transcript Pad is a fantastic app for attorneys. We also talked about some other good ones, like calendars are so important, and um, I love the app called Fantastical 
which gives you a scrollable interface, so it's an easy way to look at your upcoming appointments, but it also has a fantastic way of entering appointments that you can use natural language. So instead of fiddling all the things to say it starts at noon and ends at one and stuff like that, you can just type, or better yet, talk to the uh, app and say, I'm having lunch with Joe next Thursday, and it will automatically know what day Thursday is and know who Joe is and knows that lunch starts at noon. And so that's a really useful app as well. But so many other ones. You know, perhaps one of the most useful apps that we mentioned briefly, but I actually did an entire one-hour session on it two days ago here at Tech Show, was the Microsoft Word app, which, um, you know, every attorney either themselves uses words or receives Word documents all the time. And it was one year ago at Tech Show that Microsoft, they didn't announce it at Tech Show, but it was during Tech Show that Microsoft announced the availability of Word for iPad. Uh, now it also works on the iPhone as well. And Microsoft has been adding new features every few months. It is just the best way. I mean, every attorney in the country, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to download Word because if nothing else, the free version of the app is a fantastic way to view Word documents that someone else sends you. But if you have an Office 365 subscription, which costs $100 a year and gives you Word and PowerPoint and everything else on your computer, it also gives you access to the iPhone and iPad apps so that someone sends me a document and I'm on the road, but I have my iPhone or my iPad, I can review the document, redline edit it, add comments, send it back to them. And because this is Microsoft, it uses the same underlying text engine that the PC and Mac versions use. So everything looks perfect. It doesn't mess up the document formatting. And uh, you can be incredibly productive even when you're outside of your office. Great app. That's fantastic. So how about some others uh, for productivity? What do you recommend? Well, let's see. What were some of the other utilities? I don't have my full list in front of me, and we just walked out of the session. I'm trying to think of some of the other fun ones we mentioned. You know, one one, I, I think the best $5 that any lawyer can spend on their iPad is on Goodreader, because we all deal with files that are in PDF format, and Goodreader, it, it works with files of other formats, too, like Word and stuff like that. But for annotating your PDF files, it has just about every feature you could imagine. If you want to highlight, or if you want to underline, or if you want to store within the app your signature so that you can get a PDF, add your signature to it, and send it off to someone without having to print it out and sign it. But that's just the annotation features. The app does an amazing job of allowing you to create folders and store things. You can even have those folders sync with Dropbox, for example. So for me, for example, I don't use Dropbox for my confidential documents, but I do use it for like pleadings in my case. And so I have, you know, I don't know, dozens, dozens of folders for each of my cases. And then within the Smith versus Joan folder, I will have, you know, a sub folder for correspondence, for pleadings, for things that are all public, and it's on Dropbox, and I just tap one button in Goodreader, and it automatically syncs the new stuff to my iPad. If I've annotated something on my iPad, like a, a, a case, it syncs it right back, and so wherever I have, I have everything that I need. When I say the word good, I like Goodreader, but there's another good app for attorneys. It's called Good Notes, which is if you want to take handwritten notes on your iPad using a stylus, it's a nice app for taking notes, and um, you can highlight your notes and you can use different colors. After you take notes, it even can do an OCR. So I can, you know, if I took 10 pages of notes and I say, you know, where in here did I talk about the contract? I can just say, show me where in here it has the word contract. And it does a pretty good job of reading your handwriting. And you can say, oh, right there on page six at the top, that's where I talked about it. So very useful app. And then it, it can export to PDF so you can store it on your computer with all the, the, the text in it and stuff as well. So you can search on your computer as well. Very useful app. You can hear the passion in his, uh, in his voice, folks. I mean, it's amazing. 
amazing. This has been, I'm looking at the clock right now, about eight minutes. <laughs> and how much information we've been able to get in eight minutes. I can't imagine what you guys were uh, running up there for 60 minutes. Oh, yeah. We, it was fast-paced, and it was fun, and uh, there was a lot of audience enthusiasm as well. It was great. That's wonderful. Well, we're getting short on time for this episode, but I wanted to give you uh, one last opportunity to leave some information for our listeners in case they want to get a hold of you. This is Jeff Richardson, a.k.a. the iPhone JD. Well, what I encourage listeners to do is uh, check out the website, iPhoneJD.com, because at some point uh, soon in the next few days, I will post a list of all the 60 apps. I think actually we got through like 65 of them. We went, we really squeezed them in. So if you want to take a look at the apps that, uh, that me and the other presenters recommended, you can look at those. And then additionally, I'm always talking about apps and accessories and tips and anything else that uh, attorneys might be interested in if they use an iPhone or iPad. So, uh, so check it out. We hope you enjoyed this interview with Jeff Richardson. Up next, we go to an interview with our very own Jim Calloway from the Digital Edge and Victor Lee, legal affairs writer for the ABA Journal. Together, they interview Rick Georges, the future lawyer, about his presentation titled 60 Android Apps in 60 Minutes. Take it away, Jim. And Rick, I don't guess any of your uh, followers would uh, have any doubt about where you lie. Which no. one of these sessions yeah, are you there's doing? A, there's no question that I'm an Android guy. Actually, I'm doing this uh, presentation tomorrow with Jeff Taylor, who is the droid lawyer. Uh, he and I have a long-standing collaboration because we both have used Android uh, phones and computers since the beginning. And so naturally, uh, we both blog about uh, new apps as they come out. And as the uh, OS has matured, the uh, apps for it have become more useful, especially to lawyers. Uh, there still aren't as many law-specific apps for Android-using lawyers as there are, for instance, for uh, the iOS, uh, Apple's iPhone, because a majority of lawyers still use iPhone, and they go where the market is. But uh, yeah, we're Android all the way, Google all the way, and uh, we like the openness of the system. We like the uh, ability to do whatever we want to do with our computers. So I guess without giving away you know, your entire uh, presentation, what are some apps that you're... Oh, uh, I was going to read all 20 of mine. You don't want to hear all 20 of them? Well, well I mean, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There are some that I prefer over others, and some of them are not actually law-related. Uh, as I see apps, smartphones, uh, tablets... Uh, anything that a lawyer uses, anything that makes him more efficient and productive in life is beneficial to him as a lawyer. So, for instance, my favorite app is called PressReader, P-R-E-S-S-R-E-A-D-E-R.com, uh, or PressDisplay.com. And what it does is uh, they have aggregated 2,000 newspaper and magazine publishers all over the world. And for a flat $29.95 a month, you get access to all of those newspapers and magazines in the same form as if you got them in print. So you don't use newspaper, you don't waste newsprint, you can download them anytime you want. I stay with my hometown newspapers by using the app, and it's available both on my smartphone and on my tablet. Uh, that's my favorite. The second would have to be all things Google. Uh, I run my practice on Gmail, I run my practice on Google Calendar, I uh, do social media with Google Plus as well as Facebook. Uh, all of those things are all synchronized on all Android computers and smartphones. So if I make a change in my calendar on a smartphone running Android, it's also on my tablet, it's also on my Windows computer once I'm in the Chrome OS browser. So I, I believe in what Google does, I believe in how they do it, 
Uh, I believe in the uh, free for everyone mantra. And uh, so all of the Google apps, well, I would combine as one of my favorite apps. You want me to keep going on, or do you want to ask questions as we go? Well, well, let me ask you because I mean, I mean, obviously, the people who attend Tech Show are you know tech savvy, and they have their devices, and they're right. used to using apps and whatnot. But for people who maybe aren't uh, as conversant or aren't as used to using apps, and are just like, okay, well, for your newspaper mm -hmm. uh, app, why couldn't I just go to the website and read, you know, uh, like the Post Gazette's website or the New York Times website? Why couldn't I just read from there directly instead of downloading this okay. app? Okay, the problem it? is, is that you're going to get it in web format. You're not going to get it the way you would read a newspaper. So you have to be a, somewhat of a purist. If you like the way newsprint looks, if you like the way they set up the newsprint then you're going to like Press Reader because it gives it to you as it is in paper. But more than that, it's inexpensive. For Rather than have to go to every site of every newspaper or magazine that you want to read and basically go to each link one after the other, you can actually use Press Reader to automatically download all new issues of all of the things you subscribe to every day or every week. Uh, so if I like U.S. Sports Weekly, once a week, it's already on my computer because it's downloaded in background. And again, for 30 bucks a month, to have the access to over 2,000 newspapers and magazines is a real bargain. Rick, I know you have a lot of apps that you want to share with us, but it is the Legal Talk Network. Could you skip ahead and talk about a couple of the lawyer-specific and legal-specific okay, apps in Android? Yeah, Android does have lawyer-specific applications. Uh, one of my favorites is Fastcase. Fastcase has, uh, deals with most of the bar associations around the country. Whereas part of your dues, they provide a state-specific legal research product. And what they also do is they have an Android app as well as an iPhone app that enables you to access the FastCase database on your phone or on your tablet. So for the first time in my recollection over the last 30 years, you actually can do real legal research in court or out of court on your phone. Uh, it helps if you have a phablet, an Android phablet with a large screen like mine, 5.7 inches. I see that Apple is now going to larger screens because it gives you more space to read. Google Scholar is a real good example, but you can access that on any operating system. But it also is a free case finder uh, that you don't need to pay money to get. You can literally do all of your research on Google Scholar and Fastcase and get cases from everywhere. I will mention about the Fastcase app, for $195 a year, you can expand your free state bar access to your state cases to all 50 states, which is very handy. Uh, Ed Walters is doing great work at Fastcase. Uh, there's another one called Depose. I like Depose because it allows you to have notes on your tablet or on your phone or take notes during depositions and remind yourself of what issues have to be discussed at that deposition. Given the fact that Samsung, Android tablets, and phablets have a stylus, and you literally can pull the stylus out and write on the screen, Depose is a perfect example of how you get rid of the legal pad. And I know Ernie Svensson likes this. You know, he gets rid of paper completely. But I can call up Depose on my tablet during a deposition and actually write on it. Which brings me to the next app, which has, just came out two days ago. It won't be in our presentation tomorrow except, except uh, orally. But Google now has a handwriting uh, application for all of its applications, which enables you to write on the screen and it automatically converts it to typewritten text. It's very accurate. Uh, it's just like writing on paper. 
and uh, I predict that it's going to make the styluses in the Samsung Android computers and tablets much more popular. I think that's probably right. Handwriting recognition is one of those uh, last great frontiers we haven't seen work well, and so we'll be interested to see how that product works out. How about another app to share uh, uh, with our audience? Oh, man, there are so many of them. Let's try, ah, my, one of my favorites, eFax. Now, this is also applicable for all, but and the Android eFax app is wonderful, primarily because I've been an eFax Plus subscriber since day one, and it enabled me to get rid of my office fax machine, literally. Uh, you can buy a local phone number, fax number, publicize that the way you would Google Voice or any other number that is generally available. And uh, you can send and receive faxes from that number, which come to you as attachments to email. So, in effect, wherever I am in the world, if somebody sends me a fax, they're going to send it to my e-fax number because that's the number that I put out there. All of those faxes are going to come to me in full text on my tablet, on my Android phone and tablet, and I can read them. They come in PDF format so that I can manipulate them. I can send them wherever I need to send them. And so just to be clear, these are all apps that are only available for Android, right? No, like they're not, no. Oh. As a matter of fact, most of them are available for both Android and iOS. Okay. But not the handwriting ones, I assume, right? Uh, or, the handwriting, or? no. That's strict. Well, you know, come to think of it, they've just come out for Android, but I imagine they will be making it available. I don't blame them for making things available for the Apple ecosystem a little bit more slowly. You know, they are Android after all. But uh, yeah, I imagine ultimately, you know, like Google Maps, it will be available for iOS. Gotcha. Well, uh, we talk a lot about apps. I'm going to give you a softball question here. Other than the apps, would you give us briefly uh, some of your reasons why you really prefer the Android hardware over uh, other okay. platforms? Well, first of all is price. Uh, Android hardware is always as functional or more functional than Apple products for about two-thirds the price. And uh, as a solo practitioner, I have to watch my dimes and dollars. Uh, I always have. Uh, the second reason is that uh, generally uh, functionality is available in the Android ecosystem before it's available in a more closed system like Apple. And I like the freedom of choice. I like the fact that I can choose among dozens and hundreds of products, uh, which are all reasonably priced, and that it's an open system. I also like the Google ecosystem. I've liked Google since they first put their search engine out there. And I like their motto, you know, don't do evil. Uh, they really are, uh, and most of their stuff is free as well. It's functional, but free. And I like the fact that they uh, make money the old-fashioned way. They get money from advertisers. And uh, those are mainly the things that I like about Android and always have. Well, I, I know you've been a great evangelist for the uh, Android operating system and uh, also for uh, lawyers using technology in their practice well, lawyer, generally. I've been doing, yeah, I've been using technology since uh, I got an Atari 800 computer in 1984. <laughs> and I realized that you could put a little cartridge in it, plug it up to a TV and a dot matrix printer and create correspondence. Okay. That's when I got hooked. I'll ask you, one of the things that is interesting now for all platforms is with the quality of cameras that are built in these phones, yeah. you can actually take a picture of a document and convert it to PDF. Oh, How absolutely. do you recommend that Android okay, users yeah. do that? As a matter of fact, Google now and Google Drive, okay, Google Drive is being updated on a regular basis as well, but it also uh, includes Google Docs and, and the other Google applications that allow for web-based editing. But Google Drive now has a little button that allows you to take a picture of any document, 
it's automatically uploaded to Google Drive in PDF format, and you can later on manipulate it any way you want. There are dedicated Android apps that basically are, you'd use the camera of the uh, Android phone or tablet to take a picture of a document. Those apps upload it to the site of the scanning company. They convert it to PDF, and then they email it back to you. Uh, again, Google skips that step. They upload it to your Google Drive where you can go do whatever you want with it whenever you want to. There are so many others. I mean, Easy PDF Reader is the best PDF reader. Since we all deal in PDFs now all the time, Easy PDF is my dedicated PDF reader for all my Android devices. What happens is if somebody sends me a PDF as an attachment, uh, I get them all the time now that we have e-filing in Florida. So what happens is when somebody e-files in the court system, it's then sent to me in PDF format. If I happen to be on my phone, I can actually read it on the phone. And I can manipulate it and send it out and do whatever I need to do with it. Rick, we're nearing the end of our time. I want to give you one opportunity to take, mention any other great app that we haven't gotten to yet that you think is great. Sling TV, okay? <laughs> if, if you've got a sling or sling box, if you have a sling box at home, it's a $169 device you hook up to your home cable and your home network. Uh, literally, your home cable subscription and all of your programming, wherever you happen to be, you can watch on your Android phone or on your tablet, wherever you happen to be. So if I, if I have an hour layover for an airplane, I just pull out the tablet and watch all of the uh, sports and shows that I've missed at home. We hope you enjoyed this interview with Rick Georges. Up next, we find Ben Shore manning the concierge booth where he shares some of his favorite apps from his top Windows mobile apps for lawyers presentation. Here's Ben. Well, I'm, I'm probably best known for being from uh, Honolulu, Hawaii, um, but I'm actually based in Flagstaff, Arizona now after uh, 15 years in Hawaii. I'm the, the CEO of Roland Shore & Tower, and uh, we're a business IT consulting firm that uh, probably three-quarters of our practice is working with law firms. Okay, that's fantastic. Now, you're here making a presentation, or many, from what I understand. You're doing multiple. How many presentations are you doing here? Uh, officially three, but I ended up doing four because I uh, joined my friend Adriana Linares on stage for her Outlook presentation. Oh, that's great. Now, she's a host of ours. She does two shows for us. One is New Solo, and the other is the Florida Bar podcast. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's a lot of fun. And, she's great. Uh, that's, that's wonderful you guys did that. So, I wanted to interview you about uh, one that you're on. It's a, in the track for Windows, mm -hmm. and it's the one on the, on the last day, which I, kinda, I find these really interesting as well, but the... You know, there's several apps being introduced to the different mobile devices. And yours is the top Windows mobile apps for lawyers. Right. Okay. Well, tell me about that presentation. Sure. One of the things I wanted to do in that presentation is take it a little bit beyond just the apps and talk a bit about the whole mobile ecosystem for Windows. And so these days, the, the mobile ecosystem for Windows includes both hardware and software. So we talked a little bit about the Surface uh, tablets. You know, Microsoft Surface Pro 3 is doing very, very well right now. Um, it's, it's really finally, finally the Surface is gaining some traction. We have a lot of law firms deploying Surface Pro 3s. Uh, Microsoft just announced their new Surface 3 that's not a Pro device, which is a $499 full Windows tablet, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, we also talked about some of the tablets and, and devices in the Windows mobile ecosystem that are from other vendors like Dell, HP, um, Asus, and so forth. Lenovo has some very nice devices. Uh, and then we also uh, delved a little bit into the wearables. Uh, you know, Microsoft's band is new uh, from Microsoft as of the end of last year. Uh, I know Apple's watch is getting all the, all the attention right now, but the, the Microsoft band actually does almost everything the, well, 
actually pretty much everything the Apple Watch does plus a little more, and it does it for half the price. So it's, uh, it's nice to make sure people don't forget that there are other vendors, too, that don't have a little I in their name. Uh. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So you, you and I were talking a little bit before the interview. You were talking about how uh, the, the, uh, the Windows devices had you know, Microsoft Office in there. Uh, you had Excel, you had Word already in there, but everybody else had to get an app to make that work in their own device. And so right. it seems that the companies are taking a little bit different trajectories when it comes to introducing these these workflow tools. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think? I, I mean, you've got this, uh, you know, a pretty beefy tablet that Windows has come out with. And apparently, I mean, from what we're reading is that it can repl actually replace a laptop. Whereas I think it's fair to say that other tablets, maybe not quite there so much just yet. So where do you envision the development of Windows as far as it uh, applies to the practice of law going next year? You know, I really do think that, you know, uh, it's not, they're not just going to be replacing laptops, but they're actually starting to replace desktops too. Uh, we just worked with a firm in Los Angeles that just deployed 35 attorneys, all of them with Surface Pro 3s, and those are their desktops too. They're uh, connecting them with docking stations and dual monitors, so the attorneys can take them with them on the road, and when they're in the office, uh, they plug them in, and there they go. And I really think we're going to see a lot more of that going forward. Um, you know, it may or may not be Microsoft-branded devices, but I think increasingly we're going to see, uh, as attorneys get more and more mobile and more and more comfortable being mobile, uh, we're, we're finally seeing laptops and tablets and ultra, uh, what we call ultrabooks, the very small, uh, very powerful laptops. We're finally seeing those that are capable of being desktop replacements, especially when they're paired with docking stations and dual monitors. And so I think going forward, we're going to see uh, a lot more use uh, by attorneys and law firms of, of mobile devices as not just laptop replacements, but desktop replacements. And I think both in the Windows and, in my opinion, the Mac side as well, we're going to see an increasing convergence between the desktop operating system and the mobile operating system. Uh, Microsoft is working on Windows 10 right now. Uh, they have Windows 10 for their uh, for laptops and desktops, but they also have a Windows 10 mobile. And uh, you know, with each successive iteration, we see the mobile and the desktop oper operating systems getting closer and closer together. Uh, and I think that's going to bode well because it means that you know traditionally you've had your your line of business apps, your legal apps, Pro Law or PC Law or World Docs, whatever it is you're running, uh, that worked on your desktop, but it wouldn't work on your mobile because it's a whole different operating system. And I think increasingly we're going to get to a place where Things like PC law or whatever will work not just on your desktop, but also on your mobile in a, in a more robust fashion. I think that's a great segue into my next question because your your event was talking about apps for mm -hmm. the for the Windows devices, and so can you give us a list, maybe five or six or or, or however many you feel comfortable doing sure. exciting new apps for Windows devices? Sure. So uh, you know the obvious one, of course, and I'm not sure it's that new is the Windows is the Office mobile stuff, uh, which is just getting better and better. They've just released some new updates to them uh, not too long ago. Um, the ability to not just read but edit Word documents, edit Excel files. Um, you've got actually got PowerPoint on a mobile device, um, which is kind of fun. You know, I've, I did a presentation uh, a few months ago, and I was at dinner the night before, and I was a little, I was dining by myself. I was a little bored, and I, I actually pulled out my mobile phone and pulled up my PowerPoint presentation and paged through my PowerPoint presentation at the dinner table on my mobile, which was pretty cool. Um, one note on the mobile is very powerful. Um, not just on the Windows platforms, but other things too. And they'll synchronize seamlessly to your desktops. And my OneNote session yesterday actually did a demo where I had OneNote on my laptop up on the projector on the big screen, and I pulled out my phone, and I opened OneNote on the phone, and I went to a page that I had up on the screen on my, on my laptop, and I took a, a selfie with the entire crowd, you know, the audience in, in my presentation, and moments later it appeared on the projector because it had just synced seamlessly to, to the laptop. 
And you know, those kinds of capabilities are really exciting on the mobile devices. Um, from third-party vendors, there's some really interesting apps now. Um, Waze is a very popular navigation app. Uh, it's been on Android forever. Came to Windows Phone about a year ago. Uh, I love that app. It's a great, it's probably the best navigation app. Our CEO, Adam Cameras, absolutely loves that app. I hear about it, I think, on every trip where we're going somewhere together. So that's funny that you mentioned that. Waze is amazing. And I'm so pleased to have it on Windows Phone. You know, one of the knocks on Windows for apps is people say, well, there's just not enough apps in their, in their store. Well, okay, but really, how many Korean language versions of Angry Birds do you need? I mean, that's, when you look at most, the App Store, whether it's the iOS, you know, the Apple Store, the, the Android Store, there's a certain number of apps, there's you know, 50, 100, 150 maybe at the top, that are things you're really interested in. And after that, most of it is just junk that people threw together in a, in a, as a student project or something. So the fact that there aren't a million apps in the Windows phone store, that doesn't really matter as long as the 50, 100, 150 that you need are there. And nowadays, and we, we now have Flipboard on Windows Phone. I love that app. Uh, Flipboard lets you create your own sort of magazine of content that interests you. That's available now on Windows Phone. We've got Duolingo, which I talked about, which is a great way to learn languages. Uh, it's a free app on Windows Phone, and you can learn uh, Spanish, German. There's about a dozen different languages in there. Uh, it makes a little game out of it, so it's kind of fun. We also have uh, there's a podcast app built into uh, Windows Phone, which is great for listening to Legal Talk Network, which I do. Thank you for that plug. You're welcome. I've always got you know Tom and Dennis in my ear on my runs, or uh, or Sharon and Jim, or you know any of those folks. So uh, Legal Talk Network available through the podcast app and other podcasts as well. Um, built right into Windows Phone. So there's, there's a lot of great apps in the Windows Store. And the fact that, you know, we don't have, you know, 71 different Flappy Birds games or whatever, I don't, I don't think that's that important, especially to lawyers. That's great. So, you know, we're at ABA Tech Show here, and I just want to, I've been asking uh, quite a few of the people that I've been interviewing, uh, besides your event that you presented for and some of the uh, presentations that you did other than this one, what have been some of your favorites that you've uh, observed? Well, as you or your listeners may know, I, one of the books I've written is A Lawyer's Guide to Word 2013. So I started, the very first session I went to was Baron Henley's uh, Word session on Thursday, and okay. it, was, it was terrific. In fact, I was a little envious because Baron did such a better job than I probably would have done with that session. <laughs> He's really great, and uh, uh, he did a great session on word styles that I, I wish we'd have taped that and just shown it to every lawyer um, because it's so, so useful and powerful. That, that particular session was, was a real standout for me. Well, it looks like we're uh, running out of time for this particular episode, but I wanted to give you the chance to give some contact information just in case our listeners would like to get a hold of you, ask mm -hmm. some questions. How can they reach you? Sure. Uh, well, we're on the web at rollinshore.com. You can find me on Twitter at bshore, and uh, those are probably the two most common ways to find me. Great, great. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This has been another edition of Special Reports. We hope you enjoyed this series of interviews. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.